Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. It's Dungeon Crawlers Radio, and it's Wednesday. Wednesday. I did a completely different intro. That's awesome. Okay. You did. All yeah. right. I didn't notice. Yeah. Sound People are gonna. I don't no want to be panic in the street. I know. I don't panic like in the street. change. There's comets flying out of the sky. Wednesday, which is supposed to be boring and basic. We're gonna. Yeah. They're gonna riot. I can feel it. They're gonna riot in the streets. Good luck finding us. Yes. Wait, just in the streets? Yes. In the streets. Anyway, so there's a lot of cool stuff going on. We'll also talk about some games tonight. I mean, there's one thing. Uh, that we didn't mention uh, on our other shows, but uh, it looks that Jared like... Jared didn't get to talk about how much he loved Deadpool because he was gone shooting. Ryan Reynolds is actually... <laughs> he <laughs> is uh, starting the Deadpool Oscar campaign. Yes! I saw that on happen. Facebook. He's got yeah. like two weeks, right? He's <laughs> yeah. like, everybody write in right now. <laughs> Put your votes in. It's too late, Ryan Reynolds. It's so funny. We'll yeah. put you in next year. Just kidding. We so, won't. I mean, that, that's kind of funny. He, I mean, the guy puts his mind to something. It, it happens, so who knows? <laughs> Um, Have you seen all his like new commercials and stuff that he's been yeah. popping out for like Mike's Hard Lemonade and stuff? It's yes. so funny. He so. has literally embodied the character of Deadpool. We're gonna yeah, see oh, him yeah. everywhere. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool for life. No one else. Yes. can do it. Um, it's kind of funny because they're saying that 2016 is a year of redemption. Uh, you know, for Ben Affleck and uh, I did <laughs> Ryan see that, Reynolds. Like, we haven't seen it yet, so can you really yeah. say he's redeemed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> apparently, it's, again? Like, I mean, apparently it's so good I that you got a second movie. And yeah. I didn't honestly mind him as Daredevil. Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern was eh, but I I like Ben Affleck. Yeah. As Daredevil. I'm going to read we'll out see. really quick the uh, the Oscar ideas by okay. Ryan Reynolds. Sure. He wants to be nominated for Winner Winner Chicken Dinner, <laughs> uh, Winner for Golden Girls from Betty White. <laughs> uh, viewer five Academy Awards Best Picture Deadpool on a Bearskin Rug Best Foreign Language <laughs> Film L Deadpool Best Leaked Footage Deadpool <laughs> Best Animated Short Deadpool Cartoon Phallus Best Love Scene Deadpool and His Baby Hand and Participation <laughs> Ribbon Deadpool Yes Yeah he's yep. just having fun with it that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> Love that, but uh, yeah, there's a couple other things. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons is actually making another movie, and it's going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy set in Middle Earth. That's what? interesting. Yeah. All right then. What? Down. So it's like comedic and stuff. Yeah. Like that, so it I sounds guess. like they're going to go a little bit fun. Are uh, they already learning from Warcraft's horrible upcoming movie? Maybe that we haven't seen yet either because we like to judge everything. Well, I mean, we this it looks so bad. Okay, so they have put you out they have I put do. out several like movies before. I mean, there's like three or four Dungeons and Dragons movies. All of them are pretty and bad. They're not that great. They really aren't. But I think I I think they've been able to find the magic. You know, it's like Middle Earth was the epic fantasy. 
And you can't really do that with Dungeons and Dragons, so it's like, okay, take that and then take the the epic and silliness of Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's mesh that together, and that's kind of a good format in a way. Well, I said this once before on some show a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but in uh, in an RPG format, especially Dungeons and Dragons, there's a meme out there that says the beginning of Dungeons and Dragons. You have the picture from Lord of the Rings where he's like, so it begins, and then it says the end of the campaign. You've got that picture from Monty Python where they're all scared and they're running into battle. And run, the very away. Last thing, run away! Run yeah. away! And it's like it's totally like humor in RPGs is completely real. Like there oh, is, is a point where everyone's going to be like, "Screw it, we're going to go just pl- uh, plunge the village and, well, and do a bunch of crazy." And how crap. many times uh, have people been sitting at the game table and someone just makes a stupid, silly remark? And you're just like, that is awesome. And everyone's laughing and, and joking. I mean, it happens on our game table all, all the time. I mean, we were or playing... when you just make a bad roll. It's just oh, like, yeah. if you're going to pick up that sword, you're going to need to roll like a plus 10. And you oh, get yeah. a one, it's like, well, you, it's stuck to the ground. It's like super glued, like a quarter joke. Like, yeah, there's well, nothing I mean, you can do. <laughs> there's I mean, a longstanding thing that we did. I mean, we had this one guy that had this. Uh, I, I ran a campaign for like almost four years. And this guy had this cursed sword that he loved playing with but anytime you roll the one which in D is like the worst thing ever really bad things always happen you know if you're willing the sword and roll the one it devoured your soul you instantly died you had ah i mean over. it was like game over Sick, he yeah. carried this sword for like two years you know and this is one thing that we i mean ever all of us still talk about it. it's like you know he's fighting blah 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 we get to this one we get to this cavern and this ice cavern and there's ice trolls and he looks i mean there's six of these players I and mean, there's six other guys in his group with him and you know he, he looks at them and he's goes i got this <laughs> he go wades in on these three ice trolls first swing rolls the dice one god gone <laughs> like that i mean he so he wielded it for two years without rolling a one and the one moment he gets cocky gone and everyone is just laughing and hysterical, and we still talk about it to this day. And if you can bring that humor and that fun into a movie like this, it, it, it'll be awesome. Uh, at least you took four years to get to that point. So we were running an Edge of Empire campaign. Star Wars. And uh, the well, very there's... first decision I make was horribly wrong for everyone else. Oh. We were just trying to sneak past stormtroopers to get to a ship. Yeah. We each had a very valuable item that we needed to keep with us. I said, screw it, let's just kill the stormtroopers. The <laughs> and they killed wall, you. No, they just stunned us all and took all our items and awesome. left us on some dungeon <laughs> planet for us to be screwed for life. Um, that's your own that fault, dude. That was the dude. very beginning of the campaign. Yeah. It's like, all right, where's the story go from? Oh, I remember guys? that. Yeah. Like, he's a droid and he's all, like, stuck on this giant magnetic, like, prison thing. And yep. he tries to mess with it. And he rolls, like, in, in Edge of Empire, it's like rolling a one. Uh-huh. He rolls a bunch of uh, failures. And he, like, like electrocutes the crap out of himself. Everyone just hears a droid screaming bloody murder on the right (laughs) side. (laughs) Nice. And they look back and they're like, okay, we're going to get back to taking your guys' crap. And then we land on a planet later on. And he's like, I'm going to go outside and kind of scan things out, see what's going on. Rolls a couple more failures. Takes two steps out of the ship. Turns right. Turns left. Looks back in the ship, gives the thumbs up, and he just gets absorbed by this huge creature that was on top of the ship, and he's just gone. Those are the funny things you like to see in RPGs. So I can see that happening in this movie. That seems like it would be a good Well, and that would be fun. I mean, and that's one thing I know they kind of tried in the very first Dungeons & Dragons. So they had Marlon Wayans as one of the the thieves, and it just... I'm sorry, was he's not the, funny. Yeah, the scary movie humor, because unfortunately yeah, that's not very that, funny that's, that's the type of humor, like, so, and it's yeah. kind of stupid, and 
he gets sucked into this weird, you know, carpet that suddenly becomes quicksand, and yeah. the just, way I see and the he humor, has that weird scream, and it's like, no, I, I liked Guardians of the Galaxy. It was witty humor, and mm-hmm. it was well executed. So. I, I don't know. I guess the way that I kind of see it going, panning out as far as the, the humor goes. Did you guys ever see that old uh, Sinbad cartoon where it's a huge action adventure and then along the way it was a lot like uh, Road to El Dorado, that kind of humor. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like they're in this situation, but they're also human beings and they're going to comment on how ridiculous the situation is. And I think that, again, would work great in this kind of format because you need that kind of humor to, to help elevate the storytelling. You need to bring yeah. people down to earth and say these are people. So I like that a no, lot. That's pretty cool. So, all right. What other stuff are we uh, going to talk about? So, since Jessica's gone right now, I'll bring up Pokemon. All right, so go ahead. Yeah. Board, so suck it. Oh, sh- He's going she back. Hurry, hurry. Uh, so, Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon uh, should be coming out later yeah. this uh, week or month or whatever you want to so call it. So, clarify for, for us. Is that the official title? It hasn't release been officially or? decided yet. They just trademarked it as a just like Space Bear week. Episode Eight. Uh, well, yeah. So, <laughs> so hopefully those are our next two titles. We don't know for sure, but we'll find out more information. Yeah. And either way, I'm excited because we it's about it's that time. It's actually really funny uh, that you bring that up because there was an article that actually came out yesterday of someone wrote – I can't remember the person's name, but they wrote how Pokemon is actually going to ruin society I with have. Pokemon Go because um, – leave you so quickly. <laughs> it, it already predicts that there will be people that will be playing this game so much because, I mean, as it is, people are already addicted to their electronic technology because, I mean, everything's at their fingertips now. That you will literally have like dates going on where the wife, you know, the wife or the girlfriend is there, and the guy is like, "There's well, an Evie right behind there's you." There's an Evie or something move. that he needs, and so he's like busy doing that, and you know, the dates ruined. Um, it already happens. I'm sure it does. <laughs> if you're Facebook. playing Pokemon, the odds are you're probably not on a date. Yeah, nerds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait, you're still going dates. Right? Hey, you never yeah, know. Yeah, right. You'd still go on a Just date with Jared. Just the one that has the emulator on his phone so he can play Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> so, like. so, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see where things go, especially when the augmented reality becomes more and more. And I mean, let's face it. If they came out with an augmented reality app where we're running around day-to-day and fighting stormtroopers down the street... I'm pretty sure a lot of Star but, Wars you know, I will are going to pick it up. At least people are running. Yeah. There actually is a really cool app uh, out there uh, called Zombie Run for runners. Yeah. We used to play yeah. that in high school. Yeah. That's funny. High school. Wow. We would uh, jump <laughs> fences and run around. Like, that yeah. was actually really fun. I would try fun. to jump a fence yeah. and then I would just. <laughs> but die. no, I mean. Big hole in the fence. He got away, you, but there's a hole in the fence. You, you run, I mean, and you get the exercise, but that's how you have to play the game. And so, I mean. It was actually quite terrifying. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. with the zombie yeah. one because you're like, they are like right on top of those guys. Like. <laughs> so, yeah. so, I mean, if you can incorporate stuff like that, I it can be fun and exercise and uh, all that. We'll have cool like stuff. more nerdy nerds, but they'll be fit, like beautiful nerds. We can take that. Is that a good trade? I don't know. I don't know. You guys let us know. Also, I want you guys to remind me of this when it gets, the date gets closer, but I want to see what people are doing for the Pokemon anniversary. I see a lot of people making plans to like do this ridiculous stuff. I want to see that because that makes me like pretty stoked. Yeah, 20 years. Can you Cockins? tell us what your plans are? And post a picture. We'll put a, a post on our Facebook asking you what years? you're doing to celebrate. Wow. Yeah. So a lot I, of people are getting really serious about so it. So I graduated when... Pokemon came out. Wow, that's yeah, sad. You old fart. <laughs> you are so old. So Everything's about Dan. You guys shut up. I'm right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still. Uh, all right. Is that okay? No Pokemon? Just yeah, uh, that, well, that's a healthy dose. So what does that mean? You were four? Uh, <coughs> no. Out, yeah, I was three. But, you know, whatever. 
1999. The original. Wait. 99. That wasn't was the cartoon. Years. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, the cartoon. Okay. The game kind of. Like 1995, 4? 96. 96? 97. Yeah, I was in the 7th We're babies. Oh, see, you weren't so old. I was We're a senior. You're probably really <laughs> good, too. <laughs> I was adorable. So she had an accent. Uh, yeah. She, she I sure did. did. Yeah, I was yeah. like, it's cute yeah, sometimes. Yeah, real thick back then. Yeah, you um, really can't, like... Do any Pokemon dialogue in a southern accent? It just doesn't work. Oh yeah, you could. No, no, because then like a brute will come out of like the corner of your room and like beat the crap out of you. <laughs> um, so people I know are savages. None of us are really Ronda Rousey fans, but she is still trying to push to be in something, and so she's pushing to be Samus in a Metroid movie. Yes. So can I say good this? For her, I guess. Sorry, you're not going to make it. Uh, no, you're not it's gonna not going to happen. Her. You were in Fast and the Furious Seven. Be happy. And Expendables three and, and Expendables three. And yes. you, you're good at kicking other people's butts, but uh, you just can't movies. pull off a lead role. Yeah. yeah. No. Mm-mm. Just no. And Samus is a really beloved. Samus, I yeah. am going to say be yay for her movie? because when she breaks in the door, I just I'm going to be like, you're the only one who's saved. I'm kicking everybody else's butt. I mean, <laughs> maybe if it's Samus, I mean, it's cool like where she's keeps... in the boots, like she's wearing the costume, and yeah. another voice actress yeah, yeah, is take doing it. Back it, now, but, you're uh, scared. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's really don't. cool that she's yeah. still don't, trying don't to really she's throwing she it out there and she's trying <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> you got we need like a rousey ar- uh, alarm in this place. We'll just, just gonna we'll get Holly home to protect us. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Oh, that, oh now ouch. you're dead. That Uh-oh. was McKay. <laughs> she's uh, on her way. You can message Funny. me for his address. She, I got a text. All these nerds will be like, "What are they talking about?" <laughs> I got a text. She says we have like a 5 minute head start. We better get All right. So, what are we going to talk about? We've got uh, I got some Star Wars stuff. Got some Star Wars um, stuff. There was Wars. Star Wars. What a surprise! Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like to mix it up here at Dungeon Crawlers. So Mixing I was reading an article <laughs> about. Like never heard of it. You know what? If you guys would shut the hell up nope. for like two seconds, I can get to the is Star Wars. This is that 2004 video game right, cool, stuff. Okay, so LucasArts uh, they released a book not too long ago, releasing some of the concepts and game ideas that they had originally that, uh, that were in development. And I saw some logos and stuff today for some games that were in development that either got scrapped or never got the green light. One of them was the original Star Wars Episode Seven, Shadows of the Sith. Shadows of the Sith, which followed Ben Skywalker along his path, you know, teetering across the light and the dark side. Which I thought would have been really I cool. Know, I was like, I really like The Force Awakens, but every time I hear those stories, it's like, that would have been so cool to see. Again, we're in the first act of three, so I'm going to let the new trilogy kind of run its course. It's a great movie so far, but yeah, I do have a love and appreciation for the original uh, prequel trilogy that, again, seeing through this news makes me think, oh, what could have been, what could have been? Mm. But that's just one of the titles. There's a ton of other titles that were in development or scrapped or whatever that never saw, you know, was brought to fruition. And another one of them was one of my favorite gaming uh, franchises for Star Wars, which was the Jedi Outcast games. Uh, There's Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy, really, really fun games. They were looking at one called uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight 3 something darkness i'll have to pull up the the picture again but those games were completely awesome and it's kind of sad to see that they never got the green light a couple of them were this close to getting released one of them being star wars 1313 which we all saw awesome footage for (sighs) following the the stories of like smugglers and bounty hunters and like the underworld cities of like you know coruscant stuff like that seeing that perspective of of star wars characters which would have been so cool again they're going to try and bring that story back through the the netflix tv show 
Star Wars Underworld. But again, just another piece of, of Star Wars, you know, canon or, or ex- expanded universe stuff that we never got to see. Uh, one of the ones that I saw too was uh, the Star Wars Darth Maul game, and that's what Darth Maul is. There was some footage one of that the too. Coolest characters that didn't get a lot of screen time, obviously, unfortunately, and then at least he got to expand through Clone Wars and Rebels. But it would have been so cool to see that video game, and who knows if it would have been like how he came to Emperor Palpatine, or it would have been while he was under Emperor Palpatine, but I love Darth Maul, and that would have been so cool to see. Well, specifically in the article, they talk about how George wanted to close the book on Star Wars with uh, Revenge of the Sith. He was like, this is it. That's it for the films. We're done. And so the initial plan was to expand the stories through the video games. And obviously the books and stuff with the video games are going to be the really heavy format in which these stories were told. And Darth Maul, I mean, that was another underdeveloped character that people wanted to see more of. That would have been a really cool story. I'm just going to read off some of the, the titles here of these games concepts that never got the green light or were canceled we had star wars rogue jedi star wars scum and villainy jedi master rebel jedi rebel warrior uh again episode seven shadows of the sith jedi rebel rise of the rebellion jedi knight three brink of darkness star wars underworld smuggler darth maul rebel agent rebel fury jedi hunter dark jedi jedi outlaw which is in the same font and uh style of the jedi outcast games star wars vader han solo and scum and villainy so there was a lot of stories and stuff in development we never got to see and i'm kind of wondering if we're ever going to see anything close to that again because we haven't seen a lot of games lately star wars games have been kind of watered down with what the uh battlefront games yeah and well, that, that all we've gotten that's all we've yeah. gotten i mean since, this is uh, where Force one point of the disney purchase i'm worried about because disney's not really put on any decent games since I would, you know, and again, I could be wrong since, like, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, and, and that, again, was in collaboration still, with Kingdom Square Enix. It's still coming out, right? Yeah, but... I feel like that's been pushed back. For even even those of... I mean, Kyle Ren's in it. Yeah, I mean, all the, other, all the other ones that have been thrown out since, you know, 1 and 2 kind of seemed watered down. Um... So I'm I'm kind of worried about that again. Well, the biggest thing I'm worried like about, like Lucas Arts, is still kind of running things. But yes and no. Yeah. Like Lucas Arts, I I don't have the concrete information in front of me like to say specifically, but it mm-hmm. sounds like they've kind of been either uh, dismantled or kind of sold off to other gaming companies. The biggest one right now is EA. EA has a lot of power and a lot of authority over oh, the okay. next couple of uh, Star Wars games coming out. And we've already seen through Battlefront that it hasn't really lived up to expectations oh, no. because the storytelling aspect of it is not there. And that's what Star Wars is. Well, it, Amazing and, and it's not there because they're just like, oh, we're just going to stick to the Imperial area. And you already know that, so well, we don't need. They're to money do it. grabbers. They yeah. see that the the biggest and most successful games right now are through a multiplayer uh, platform, mm-hmm. yeah. and these story driven games like Nice Old Republic and stuff are kind of taking a back seat because EA, with all the power, mm-hmm. is just pumping up out stuff that will sell. Yeah, that's not going to work, EA, not for very long. Well, it's not. And here's the problem: is you know, let's look at D- Destiny. Destiny was really popular, really big. You know, first person shooter, everyone really liked it, and then they hit the peak. And then it's gone. I mean, it really is. No one's Why? talking because about it anymore. Because of the underve- underdeveloped story. The, the underdeveloped story. There is no campaign mode. It's all strictly online. And that gets boring. I mean, I can already tell you, I'm already getting bored. And I know we just kind of, you know, with the recent update this week, we just got a new board, uh, which is kind of cool. And, you know, we got a new Leia skin. But All these unnecessary add-ons. You know, I really want a campaign mode. I really, you know... 
yeah, it's cool. I can do the survival mode, and you know, I can fight one other person at my house. But it's not. It's not the same. It's not the same. I want to, you know, have a campaign mode where I'm a stormtrooper and I'm having to relive, you know, the 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 scene where Luke and them are escaping and I'm having to go in, or even the chaos that happens at Jabba's palace, or you know, all these things. This would be fun to do. And there's just there. there's no substance. Like there's no reason to go out and do what you're doing in Battlefront mm-hmm. because why? Like there's because just to win another battle, yeah. just to just to 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 you know burn off some extra time. Yeah, I'll tell you, I came home from a really really long week of work, a lot of shooting and stuff like that, and I told myself when I came home, I'm gonna sit back, play some video games, and reset. And I put in Battlefront for maybe an hour before I was like, I just can't do it anymore. Like there's no point to it. I I really feel like when Thank you get you. into the uh, the missions and stuff like that, you get a small taste of what it's like to be in a story driven mode of that game, which is really fun. But it's over as soon as it starts, and I just don't have a reason to pick it up anymore. the The beautiful games, the beautiful storytelling of games like Knights of the Republic, which I think is the best Star Wars game ever made has been watered down because EA took the helm with the old Republic. And yes, there's a lot of story in there, but it's not executed the same way. Bioware needs to come back in and give us games. You know, LucasArts in their fruition, they need to bring those guys back and give us some games because it all depended on the story. Do you think it's possible that the reason why Battlefront was one of the reasons why Battlefront wasn't given a story is because there are so many stories coming out with Star Wars? There are so many um, you have Rogue One, you have TV series coming out, you have Clone Wars, you have Rebels, you have all these stories. And to be honest, they've got a lot of stuff planned that they can't mess up by putting spoilers into a game that like is, Battlefront. Because that is it has one. to be canon. That is, that is one aspect that I do agree with you on, is that they can't screw up any of the, the marketing or whatever for the upcoming movies. Right. I agree with that. However... It is not that hard to come up with an original story. Get it, the green light from Lucasfilm. Say, know. is this I is this going to work? The story for the original trilogy. Like, they really could have. Like, I don't That's know. True. They didn't have to make something new with stuff going forward. They totally could have taken the original. It's trilogy. as simple as taking the existing story and giving it some some uh, expansion. You don't have to change anything in the new movies or the upcoming movies to say, hey, there is an individual rebel that is going through this war, feeling the feelings that he's feeling, and there's an ultimate goal of let's take down the Empire or let's get the Imperial plans or something. Some objective could have been made to give the game more substance, and it didn't have to mess with the new movies at all. For example, one of the missions is basically you've crash-landed and you need to survive these waves of stormtroopers until we can come pick you up. Very simple, very effective story, but it doesn't have the prolonged effect of a full and complete video It game. doesn't want you to... It doesn't make you want to see the next chapter. It really basically. doesn't. Yeah. And it, the other problem is it is EA, and since the new gen consoles have come out, they've kind of abandoned most storytelling, and they're just like... We're just online multiplayer video games all the time. We shoot them out every year. People yeah. will buy them all the time, and they honestly can get away with that because that's who they are. And people continue to buy them. And, you know, I do defend Battlefront a lot because it is a fun game. I'm not going to say it's a bad game because it's a fun game. It's fun to, like, sit and, and, and burn off a few hours if you really want to, but it doesn't have the same effect as some of the old-school Star Wars games because there's no reason to do anything that you're doing. There really isn't. I think it's it's a part of our of this 
some, not all, but some of this new generation just kind of... Want to be button pushers? Deteri- de- yeah, deteriorating from... I mean, you took away a story, so you took away the one thing that could bring some sort of creativity and imagination to mindless gameplay. It- it's kind of sad. Well, McKay, take me through your process of getting a new Halo game. Like, what is the first thing you do and the last thing you do? Oh, the first thing I do as soon as I get the game is I will beat that... I will play it on Legendary, the campaign mode... All the way through. I will not even touch online multiplayer first because that's what I'm so excited. I want to see the next chapter in the Halo franchise. Yeah. I want to see what they're going to do. And so that's why I'm still so excited every time. I don't play a lot of online Halo anymore because I've gotten just away from that aspect. But they still always have that story that it's like it's it's and it's a long story. So it gets me way into it. And it has it's I love replaying stories as well. Same here. Because there's probably stories I miss. That's what I love about Knights of the Old Republic. That came out in what? 2003. And I still will play that story mode all the way over again to this day. It's the same thing as rewatching a movie that you love. Yeah, yeah. it really is. It and really is. And how does the just... story mode like impact your multiplayer experience? Does it at all, or does it? Oh, I feel like it adds to it too because you care about more characters as well. Like, say when you are you are Master Chief, every time you go out on online, you feel like you're that Spartan. When you're doing this battlefront, it's like, all right, I'm a stormtrooper, I'm a rebel, but it's like that—that's it. There's no character there. It's just right. you're that. Basic I had person. that sense of nostalgia at the beginning because I watched the movies, and that was kind of my story mode going into it. It's like all of a sudden you're thrown into these stories and these characters that you love, but it didn't last long because they didn't have any individualism yeah. at all. So I don't know. That's a huge long rant. Thank you guys for hanging in there. But I, the whole point of it is, I I hope that EA comes to some kind of you know epiphany that. The story is what really needs to drive the game, and that's what really needs to push the game. If you get some good writers and and put the money into the story before you even touch development, I think that you guys will find something that will really be special and and keep people wanting to buy them. Because right now, I have to tell you, the the audience that you sold Battlefront to, you're going to get a small fraction back coming for the second game. Because of the massive disappointment in story we got Um, from the first. Unless you guys are planning to make a story. And you're going to market the game and in that way. Exactly. Did EA do Mass Effect with Bioware or with uh, Bioware? Yeah, Bioware was the EA. one behind it. Yeah, I think okay. no, I think EA wasn't involved until the recent games. I actually don't know. All I know is that the first three was an, an absolutely amazing story, driven by um, by Bioware, and they're very good at those RPG games. I'm not quite sure if they've been doing the most recent ones. I'm really hoping not because, again, the story's going to take a dip. It's that, like I typed in EA video games, and it says Mass Effect 3 was at least one of them. So, yeah, and again, that's another one where people say the story really took a dip. Uh, it wasn't as good. Um, yeah, the first two, EA 1 or 2 on there, so, or uh, Mass Effect 1 or 2, so maybe they only did the third. Which, which makes well, sense. Which sucks then because yeah, I was all like, people love those stories. I guess it's the first two, not the third one. So it's like, if you could do that, then why not do it here? But obviously. And it's really hard to ruin a story like Mass Effect. Man. I love that story. I've been on the adventures with Shepard so many times and, and have gotten to know all these background characters. And it's such a beautifully constructed story. When I got to the third one, it seemed really rushed. And it seemed like they were just pulling things out of thin air to kind of give stupid clarification for things that didn't need clarification. And... I don't know how they're doing that. I don't know how they're missing the point of a video game and a story experience. Because until recently, video games weren't that at all. It was more about living the stories and living the the being in the in the in the boots of the characters that you know represent what the story was. And now it's more about I need to show that I'm a bigger, badder person 
with yeah. a blaster than the other guy. No, I know. And the, unfortunately, the other guy is like 12 years old and in like True that. the other side of the country. And, and I think, is it possible that maybe they just don't want to put the money into creating a story, having writers and all this kind of stuff? Because, That's I mean, honestly, me. they can just push it out and people will buy it. These it, kids will buy these games because for them... You make a good point. It's all about who's the bigger man. It's not about seeing the creativity and the character production or um, development. development and all that kind of stuff. Kids don't care about that. And now kids that are playing these shooter games are getting younger and younger and younger. And they get very impatient when their game gets interrupted by story. Well, you bring up two very good points. One... Hiring a writer isn't as expensive as you might think for a game, but at the same time, it really makes the whole process a lot longer to get the game out. Yeah, but you have to pay developers, your graphic. I mean, like, uh, there's it, so much turns, that more that goes into it on top of building these worlds for you to actually play in. Well, it's, it's kind of like the process of making a movie, right? So if you make a movie like Battlefront where it's just kind of like a violent shooter kind of thing, it doesn't take that much because all you're doing is taking concepts and building them, taking concepts and building them. A movie takes a lot more uh, time and a lot more love because you're taking these characters and telling their story rather right. than just giving everyone their own little individual well, bullcrap. And to be honest, if you look at games that have come out very recently that have stories... And they put these trailers on Fall TV. Out. Yeah, they put these trailers on TV, and my God, they could be real. They could be real people. The graphics are so incredibly immersive. If, well, I was going to say fine tuned now. Yeah. I mean, it, it's almost impossible to tell the difference. And when you get to that level of animation, there. There is no cheap way to do it. Because if you do a story and you don't have that level of animation, especially as beautiful as Battlefront gameplay is, you are really letting down people. And that game just doubled. Doubled the amount that you're going to pay. And probably... Yeah, and probably cut your profit in half. Because yeah. the same amount of people bought it as would have bought it if it had a story. I, yeah. I'll be completely honest. Because it's Star Wars. And the, the likeliness of them coming back would have been larger if there was a story. I mean, you bring up a good point, too. Like are going to buy it anyway. Mm -hmm. The you video know? game uh, uh, um, business, there's a lot of competitiveness. And graphics are growing at a, such a oh ridiculous rate that you need to keep up with it. Like, you mm -hmm. have to have amazing graphics. Yep. Otherwise, you're going to be thrown to the wayside. Mm -hmm. And that takes a lot of money. It does. A lot of money. And maybe they just don't have the focus where it needs to be because they're trying to compete I, with the I last think guy. they're just trying to get it out. Get it out. At the same time Star Wars. Like, get it out. Get it out. Before Force Awakens comes out. Because they knew if they put these two things together that they were just going to snowball on each other. And it was going to grow and get excitement and yeah. hype. And all. you know how it is with hype. You released Nice of the Republic right when the new um, expansion or new game came Our out. Our fan film. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it blew up. Two million views later. Because you yeah. put them so close together. It's just, yeah, it's about time. But it is stuff. disappointing. It is really disappointing. But again, guys, you really need to like treat it like a movie. Like, seriously, you need to get a writer, you need to get a director in there, and you need to tell the story. Because that's what's going to get people coming back. And that's what's going to make the video game experience that much more special. Yep. So, I don't know. Do you guys have anything to add to that? I mean, that was kind of no, a No, I mean, that's it. And that, that was good. Solid. And we're out of time. Yeah. So with that said, though. we're out of here. You know, definitely give us your feedback. You want to say something? 
No, I was just waiting. Okay, you're, you're, you're getting yourself in queue. Wait, you know, just again, talk over Jessica like I always do. You know, shut up. If you have anything else you want to throw in on our conversation uh, on the show, definitely email us back. You can write or just yeah. comment on the yeah. on the link. Comment on the link. You can send us an email at info at dentalcollegeradio.com. I mean, we want to hear back from you. That's the one thing that we're just going to repeat and hit you over the head with. We want to hear from you, the listener. And guys, you, the listener, these are the people. You are the people that are going to make a difference when it comes to getting the products that you want and getting the games that you want. Like the game developers are not going to change their minds as long as we keep buying their games and and just kind of letting this happen. If you speak up and if we show that this is what we want, you have the power to change that. We just need to have a unity in, in, in getting their attention. Yeah, uh, right. I, I also want to throw out one quick shout out just to one of our listeners, Cl- Clyde Ratliff. Thanks for messaging us and just asking questions about the show and stuff. I really appreciate it. I think it's fun interacting with the listeners and whatnot. So yeah. I appreciate Agreed. that. Yeah, a lot. you guys message us. Um, you can go to our Facebook page, uh, Dungeon Crawlers Radio. And yeah, message us with questions, comments, things you want to hear our opinions about. We really appreciate that. Um, it helps us really figure out our content and know what you guys are excited and, and about. get the voice of the mass out there because there's a lot of different opinions but when you find the same opinion over and over again we like to feature that opinion so that someone somewhere someone uh, out there will hear it and maybe it'll make an impact uh you can go check out our youtube uh page there's definitely links on our facebook of where you can find that uh, there's a playlist that says Dungeon Crawlers. There's a ton of content on there. Every now and then we'll feature your comments and your theories on our YouTube uh, video series, The Viewers Strike Back. And, um, yeah, let's just... And we just posted our, our February Loot Crate today, and it was freaking awesome, so go check it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, so just interact with us. It'll be a lot of fun. This is a bunch of nerds, a bunch of geeks that we just want to get together and, and talk and, and just... Sure, it sounds yeah. really serious, this this episode, but he's kind of fun. It's because he was passionate, but yeah, he's a funny guy. He's fun. What do you guys want me to say? Like, I can't make a big swing and dick joke every single Yay! episode. All right. And week. the show time. just went up a different <laughs> rating. Uh, later, geeks, sucking nerds, Deadpool, Jan's out. We're at it. <laughs> Deadpool. Hey Dungeon Crawlers, are you wanting to level up your gaming experience? Then we have something just for you. We've recently teamed up with BattleBards to bring you this amazing offer. That's right, if you are interested in adding soundtracks or sound effects to your gaming experience to make it even more amazing and more intense, then this is what you need to do. Go to BattleBards.com and we have specific DCR codes for you. You can punch in DCR1 at the end of uh, purchasing, and this is valid for the packages of the $10 or the $25 package, or DCR2, which is for the $50 package or the $100 package, or DCR3, which is anything from $150 or the $300 packages. Now, what these do is these give you custom rewards. So, DCR1 will give you one predetermined track for free. Uh, and then DCR2 will give you up to five tracks, which is half of an album. And then, of course, DCR3 will give you ten predetermined tracks, uh, which is a full album of audio. Now, this is super amazing and just will allow you to get more for your gaming experience. So, please, if you're interested, run out to BattleBards.com, throw in your coupon code, get free stuff, because who doesn't love free stuff? Until next time, we'll catch you later.